Greetings, this is Brother Leroy with Carries of Covenant Ministry. I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be here with us, to help us, to be here to share the Word of God with you. 1978, the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, Most many women knew the truth of the word, truth of the reality of the Word of God, they wouldn't be incarcerated. And I want you to know that I take it very seriously. Uh, as I sh share this word of God with you. I take it very, very seriously. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Father, that there's no time and distance in your word. Father, I thank you that your, your spirit in me and your spirit in all those that are listening to me now is greater than all that the enemy can do. Father, I ask that you open the eyes of understanding that we can comprehend what is the length, the breadth, the depth, and Father, your word tells us you want us to have the same understanding of the things of God of all the saints. So Father, we thank you for that revelation knowledge coming to us in Jesus' name. You know, over the, over the course of these teachings, I've been sharing with you about being redeemed from the curse of the law. And you know, we share with you, and I'm going to share it again, that uh, redemption means the repurchase of captured goods or prisoners, the act of procuring the deliverance of persons or things, from the possessions and power of captives by the payment of an equivalent ransom. Release. One thing about uh, Jesus, we, you know, we, talk, we talk about the blood of Jesus, but the blood of Jesus is very, very precious. The blood of Jesus is more is far, far outweighs everything that God has done for us. And so also, I, I, I shared about how many, so many times the word salvation is, uh, is, is not inclusive as it is. Salvation has been taught just being saved with not going to hell. But I want to read to you, um, and these are notes from the Schofield Bible, uh, Romans 1.16. If you have a Romans, uh, a, a, a Schofield Bible, you look at the notes. Uh, uh, this is the, uh, this this tells us what the Greek and Hebrew words imply concerning salvation. It says the Greek and Hebrew words of salvation implies the ideas of deliverance. And I, I, you know, I like to say it rather than saying it implies, it tells us. In other words, the word salvation has these things in us. You know, uh, for example, sometimes there are certain words that have other words in them. So, in other words, in the word of salvation you can find and we're talking about spiritual salvation uh, deliverance safety, preservation, healing soundness then also in, in the word salvation it's included justification, redemption grace perpetration imputation, impartation forgiveness and then also it talks of sanctification, glorification. Also, salvation has three tenses: past tense, present tense, and future tense. Uh, and 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 we we I'm I'm going to read um, read our foundation scripture, which actually have real two main foundation scripture, which is John ten ten, that thief comes but to steal, kill, and destroy. Or I like to say it this way: the satanic kingdom only comes to do three things: to steal, kill, and destroy from all of mankind. Uh, Galatians 3.13 Christ, the anointed one, has, past tense, redeemed us, brought back us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangs on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. The Bible tells us, I believe it's Hebrews eleven six. without faith, it is impossible to please God. Do you know, uh, there's not too many scriptures that uh, when it comes to God that talks about impossibility. But we know God can't lie. We know that God would not make anyone, and he could, but he will not. He will not make anyone receive him as Jesus Christ as a personal Savior. No, you know, as we've been sharing with you, we share with you about 
Oh, and, and I, I had I had a message some years ago. It was and the title of the message was if Adam had it, Jesus had it, we can have it. Adam had the God type of will. He had the legal right to eat of that fruit, but not the moral right. Moral laws are higher than all laws. This is good. Now, there's always grace and there's always mercy. But just as the standard, the norm, there is nothing that supersedes or can overrule or call null and void the results that spiritual laws decree. For example, marriage. The No matter what, for example, I, I was out years ago. I was ta- I was talking to a, a, a gentleman. He was a a, a, a Hebrew, and uh, I was talking to him. And he was married to a woman of color, and he said he got he got married in 1970, and he said in 1970 to marry, uh, he's considered as a Hebrew. He's considered as a white person, white person. He said he had to go to Illinois. Just he had to leave the state of Missouri to go to the Illinois because on the legal books of Missouri, him as a person, a white person, could not he could not marry a person of color in Missouri. But in Illinois, as a white person, he could marry a person. He could marry, excuse me for that, technical difficulty there. He could marry a person of color. Well, notice, in one state, it was wrong. It was legally wrong in one state to, as a white person to marry a person of color. But in in another state, it was legally wrong to, it was legally right to marry a person of color. Well, see, this is what we have to know. This is what we have to know. Those was men's laws that were legally wrong. But morally... That law and, and moral laws will come from God. Morally, that was not wrong. So, see, the there's legal laws the same today. What marriage is or is not, they're not wrong legally, but morally, they are wrong. Now, for a believer, what is morally wrong? Is to marry a person that is not a believer. It is not morally wrong for a Baptist to marry a Lutheran, a Lutheran, a Catholic, a Lutheran, a Word of Faith, or, or a, a Baptist to a Pentecost. That's not morally wrong. But morally wrong is for a someone who believes in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ to marry a person who's not a believer. A person who's not received Jesus Christ is a person saved. The scripture tells us that. The scripture tells us that. Okay? So, so we're talking about the law. The curse. Now, we, we're talking about redeemed from the curse, but also there is a law. Remember, we read this before. Let's turn to it. Romans. Let's turn to Romans. Let's turn to Romans. Romans 8.1 Notice. So here's, the, even though we're talking about the curse of law, Romans 8.1 There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law, notice, so we remember we're talking about the redeemed from the curse of the law. This is the law that's the blessing. From the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. So there is a law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Jesus said, I come, uh, I come that you may have life. So in Jesus, there's only good. And that's the law that he operates in. The laws of faith and love. But then there's the law of sin and death. And remember, we're talking about the curse. So under the, the curse is, falls upon the, the law of sin and death. And so what we're, we're so we, so what we're talking about there is a curse in the earth realm and we want to get out from under that curse. 
We want to live in a life that is redeemed from it. That we want to live a life that we walk in our freedom from everything that comes to steal, kill, and destroy all the law of sin and death. Now, I read before uh, Hebrews 11.1 1, in the King James Bible, but I want to read it from the Amplified Bible this time. Now, faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceives as real truth what is not revealed to the senses? Uh, let's turn to First John again. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, First John five. Cause see, knowing what faith is, knowing that without faith it's impossible to please God, not knowing what the will of God is, not knowing what the word of God is, you will not have faith. And let me say this: it can happen, but. The, especially the older you are and the more uh, deeper you have been taught wrong the more effort it takes a greater anointing it takes to renew where this becomes first you know over the, over the years you know I've, I've moved from one place to another and after living in that one uh, place for so long uh, I'm sure you've had this. You be driving along, and you you be you see your mind be somewhere else. You be thinking, and I look up, and I'm like, wait a minute, uh, I'm supposed to be going home. Well, I, what what happened? My out of out of the pattern and routine, I was going where I used to live. You know, it, 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 I've heard it say that if you uh, and I've never talked to nobody about this, but they say once you learn to ride a bicycle, you never forget. So think about that. Uh, here, here, you know, people say this: you can't teach an old dog a trick. Number one, you're not a dog. Number number two, you're you're spirit filled, born again. You're uh, you're born again, spirit filled, tongue talking believer who has the spirit of God on the inside of you, who is a teacher, and He is the helper. You have a right to ask the Holy Spirit to help you. You know, virtually, I I purpose. Everything I do, I purpose to ask the Holy Spirit to help me. I mean, if it's work, if, you know, if I have to, get, I get a new printer. The ministry get a new printer, and 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 uh, I I like to sit I I like to sit things up in our office myself. That way I know how they work, and then I know I know uh, who has access to them and who doesn't have access to them. I, I, so I sit things. I sit things. Tend to sit things up for myself. Well, you know what? I mean, I I can go to YouTube, but even then, uh, I mean, I, I, I Google it. I like to. I, I want to ask it. When I, I say, Holy Spirit, help me to set this thing up right and not missing it. Help, help me. And He will. He'll help me. He'll tell me. The Holy Spirit will tell you anything that pertains to you and yours now he may not you may ask him for information concerning someone else and he may not tell you but if you ask the holy spirit to help you in pertaining to what belongs to you he will turn to romans excuse me not romans turn to um mark mark you know i want and i know the father wants everyone to have all that he has offered them. And I know he wants to be successful. And there are, uh, there, you know, some, some people call it, which is a natural thing, they say it's the, it's the uh, trick of the trade. This is the inside. Well, there is no tricks, but there are principles or keys, information, instructions, how-tos that cause a person to be successful more successful more succinct more together in living this Christian life and one of the uh, I, I, I shared a message and I called it the, the two sides of confession and let's let's go let's go to mark the 11th chapter I want to start reading at 22. 
It says, and Jesus, Mark eleven twenty two, King James Bible, and, and Jesus answered, said unto them, have faith. Now, this is this scripture comes after Jesus' account of speaking to the fig tree and 24 uh, saying to that fig tree that no man will eat of you again. 24 hours later, Peter saw the tree was dead. And not only dead, it was dead from the roots. So, in other words, uh, it's sub, it is it's sub, it's supply, it's source of nutrients stopped, and so it died from the very roots. Some uh, sometimes people have challenges, and they don't speak to the roots, and they go to the branches for example if you are in a marriage and 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 you and and there's animosity and there is for example i can think of cases where where would you say the husband the husband has done something wrong the wife has forgiven that husband but the husband has never acknowledged his wrong or he has acknowledged his wrong listen he acknowledged, acknowledged his wrong, but did not ask the wife to forgive him. See, acknowledgement is one thing, but asking for forgiveness is another. Now, that wife, she could go forward having forg forgiven him, even though he did not ask for forgiveness. But, in her mind, she has not released him or released that hurt totally because he did not acknowledge it. So, it's still a root there. The fruit has been taken taken care of by asking forgiveness, but the root of the fact that he did not ask for forgiveness is something to think about. So as I said, this is this message was called. I used to, I, the title of the message was Two Sides of Confession." Verse twenty-two. And Jesus answered, said unto them, "Have faith in God." The Greek says, "Have the God type of faith." And there is spiritual. There is only one type of spiritual faith, and that is the faith of God. Which God gives you an initial scripture says God has given us a measure of faith. Measure of faith. That is the God type of this is a God is a God measure of faith which we are to go and build upon. Our faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Scripture tells us by praying in the spirit we increase our capacity for faith. Okay, verse twenty three. For truly I say unto you, that whosoever, anybody, shall say unto this mountain, Be you removed, and be you cast in the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe what things soever he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he said. No, shall in it. So you said, the moment you say it, you're supposed to believe that you receive it in the unseen, but it does not come into the seen, but through a process of time. Remember, we share. I've shared. I've shared with you. Healing is a process. It's a process. Miracles is the instantaneous manifestation of God coming on the scene, changing through time and space, causing. The correction, creation of something now. I'm going to read that again. For truly I say unto you, uh, Mark 11, 22, part B and 23. Jesus said unto them, have the God type of faith. Because this is what the God type of faith does. For truly I say unto you, that whosoever, this is, what, this is how God operates. Shall say unto this mountain, be you removed, and be you cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. But shall believe those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have 
whatsoever he says. So in other words, the mountain is something in your life that you don't want and that you have to speak to it. So, a part of the walking in the blessing of Abraham, being free from the curse, is understanding the power of your words. Uh, you know, uh, there is, there's, think of commitment. When we speak, we should commit. Now, I want you to turn to Isaiah, uh, excuse me, uh, not Isaiah. Um, I want you to turn to Joshua. In in Joshua, you to me you, in Joshua, to me you you I mentioned uh, the two sides of confession. In Joshua, to me, this gives us the two sides of confession, and to and if you to me if you don't understand the two sides of confession, you will not walk where God wants you. To walk, and in this verse here, we, we we've talked about this verse before. It gives us the two sides. Joshua one eight. This book of God's word, King James says, the book of the law. But think about this book of God's word. This book of the truths that were written by Paul shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night. That you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then shall for then you shall make your way prosperous and you shall have good success. So, for starters, the first part of that confession is that you, you must say it. And you say it. And you say it. How much you have to say it? I don't know but you keep saying it 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 and see faith is coming by you saying it it's coming but it has not reached the place normally speaking that when you say something the first time you have it so in other words it said when you when you speak these things you believe you receive them and so Saying it, First Peter two twenty four. What you're doing is faith. You, it's going in your ear. Coming out, it's coming out your mouth, going in the ear, going in your heart. Coming out your mouth, going in your ear, going in the heart. Coming out your mouth, going in the ear, going to the heart. Coming out your mouth, going in the ear, and faith is coming, and it's building, and the scripture says out of the abundance. So that first part of confession is to be continue saying it and hearing it, saying it and hearing it, and in the saying and the hearing it, what you're doing is you're causing your way to become prosperous. Cause you you have you seen some of those movies where they, they look out across the void and there's nothing there and they take a step and and a stone appears and they take another step and another stone appears and as they keep on going the stones appear appear. So your words is causing uh, the appearance of getting closer to the reality or is causing you to be able to pull what you want when we, we mentioned healing first Peter 2 by his stripes we were healed so you're already healed but you're you're healing and remember it says faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen so in other words your proof is the word of God first Peter 224 but the evidence is is uh, the the proof of your evidence is in the unseen so by you saying it you you're, you're pulling it closer to you you're pulling it closer out of the you're pulling it closer from the unseen to the unseen and it becomes it becomes more and more clear so in other words you're making your way prosperous you're making yourself successful in the way of him so you keep pulling and it becomes more and more real more and more possible and then it comes a time 
that after you've meditated and you said it and you said it and you pull and you keep pulling it and pulling it and pulling it and pulling it, saying it and saying it, saying it, saying it, saying it. so pulling it and saying it is is because you've got your you've got your proof here. You've got you've got your, the evidence, but the, you know evidence points to something that exists, but the thing itself hasn't come. But you keep saying, and then there comes a time out of the abundance of your heart, you say, by the stripes of Jesus. I am healed. Nothing about that. On the inside, it's, it's becoming more of a reality. And then there comes a point when you say, by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. Or I'm healed. And what happens? It That truth forces out that un, what you don't want. And even though you may not feel it, you know it, that you have it. And in the process of time, your body catches up to the spiritual truth. And your sound. So, and I'm, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read some scripture to you to show you the place that you're supposed to walk in and how important your words are. Turn to Job. Job. J, some people call it, oh, excuse me, no. No, turn to Psalms. Psalms. Psalms 15. Psalms 15. Psalms 15. 4. I'm going to read the whole. Uh, I'm going to read the whole scripture to you. But I'm going to point out. The part that I want to. Psalms 15 4 says, In whose eyes a vile person is condemned, but he honors them that fear the Lord. This is what I want you to get to. He that sweareth or swears to his own hurt and changes not. God has already sworn, decreed, said, by his stripes you were healed. By his stripes, you are redeemed from everything that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Or as I like to say, you are have, you have been bought back because the price was paid for everything that you do not want. Uh, you know, I uh, uh, you know, uh, people. I heard people say uh, a friend of mine. He says, uh, "Yes, them high." Uh, I don't, but my, uh, my wife, he catches my wife off guard. She says, how you doing? He says, oh, I'm doing fair, fairly to Midland. Or, I'm doing better than some and worse than others. I mean, that's how he talks about his health. Or, there's people who says, uh, I'm believing for, or I thank, I thank the Lord today for a reasonable portion of health. I, I don't know what a reasonable portion of health is. I don't. I know when I go to the restaurant... And especially if they have my favorite dessert, I don't want a reason. I tell them I want a piece of give me give me a piece of that chocolate cake that's so big you gotta put sideboards on the on on the plate. That's how big I want it. You know, don't don't skimp on me. Well, to remember, faith calls things that we can't contact with our natural senses. As if they really are. And and since we have the word of God. The word of God. Even though it's written on material. The word of God is a spiritual. A spiritual entity. God, Jesus said God is, God is not a spirit. Well neither is God. Excuse me. He, he said uh, God is a spirit. So the same way God is a spirit. God speaks spiritual words. But spiritual words can create natural things. The scripture says God, uh, that the word became flesh and dwelt upon men. When Mary agreed with the word that the angel spoke to her, she became pregnant. So words are spiritual things that create natural realities. Proverbs, this verse here should be thought upon day and night this word here will change your life 
when it when it becomes a a reality, and it's just not something that you know. Many people say I remember. People, many people talk. I hear many, I hear believers saying I memorized the scripture. Memorization, memorizing the word, is good. There's nothing wrong with memorizing the word. But memorizing the word and it not taking further will not empower you to walk. And when I say walk, I mean live. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. Live by faith. So in other words, those in right standing with God are called to live by faith. So we are called to live by faith free of the curse of the law. And the scripture teaches that if works would have done it, if works would have given man right standing with God, Jesus did not need to be born into the earth realm and die for mankind. So, memorization of the word, you need to take it a, a step further, meditate upon it, study it, and hear it. I, I, I'll share this. I, I want, my child came to me and said, uh, this particular child came to me and said, Dad, uh, I want, uh, I want at that time it was cassette tapes was still still the thing. Uh, I want to borrow a set of tapes on a such and such a message, and I started looking, and I found out I had four sets of these tapes, and I had worn out one particular message of the four on three sets of tapes, and actually I can tell you that 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 particular set, that particular cassette. It had to do with my words. Now, remember we had the scripture that uh, uh, where the man, the covenant man, swears to his own hurt and changes not. Well, this scripture here, I, I saw I saw two examples of. Remember, I, I mentioned. Remember, I mentioned there's a law of sin and death. And there's a law of life in Christ Jesus. And you do not have to be born again. You don't have to know they exist. But the law of sin and death and the law of life in Christ Jesus, no matter who you are, will give you the end results that's in those laws. In the law of life in Christ Jesus, if you operate in that, it will give you the law of sin and death. It will give you the law of life in Christ. Life, light, and love in Christ Jesus, no matter who you are. And if you operate in the law of sin and death, it does not matter who you are, you will get the same results. The scripture teaches that uh, uh, you, there's condemnation in the flesh. There, There is there's condemnation. There's the wages of sin is death. In the, in the law of spirit of life in Christ, life, love, life, love, and light in Christ Jesus, it get you. It's only ends results. But this, no, read this verse. Proverbs eighteen twenty one. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Think about that. The the law, it is a law. There are laws. Now I'm gonna read this. Um, the it, it, um. I'm gonna read it again, and the amp, uh, amplifier says, "Death and life are in the power of the tongue. They that indulge it shall eat the fruit thereof." So what is the fruit? What is the fruit of your words? The fruit of your words will be words. The fruit of your words will be either sickness and disease, the curse of law, everything that comes steal, kill, and destroy, 
or the fruit of your words will be the law of life, light, and love in Christ Jesus. You know, and many people says, "Oh, it don't take all that." Yes, it it, it you know what? It really it, it really don't. Uh, you could just not you could just bump uh, some you could just you could just bump along, and as you bump along, everything that comes to steal, kill, and destroy, it'll knock at your door, and you'll accept it. You you know you'll say, well, the norm is they say everybody has to have this and everybody has to have this and and if you did this and you and, and that's what they will receive. But see, that is if you choose to. That's what you. But see, it's a choice. It is a choice. And it takes effort. I mean, it is it is work to control your mind. It is work to change your vocabulary. It is, so in other words, your vocabulary, the words that you speak, is your choice. Now, when you speak the words, those words don't have a choice of what they will bring about. So if you speak words that are in line with light, love, life and love, in Christ Jesus, they're going to produce light and love in your life. They will, every word that you speak of the law of life and love in Christ Jesus, in life, life, love, and in Christ Jesus. Every word you speak, when you is in line with that, it's going to produce life in your life. It's going to produce love in your life. That's what it's going to create. It doesn't have to choose. It will not choose. Now, if you speak the curse, if you speak the law of sin and death. Those words, when those words go out, they don't have a choice. They are going to produce sickness and disease and calamity. They're going to produce that which comes to steal, kill, and destroy. It, it's going to produce it. They're going to produce it. They have no choice. You know, here's, a, here's an example. In Hebrews, the scripture tells us, the scripture tells us that angels hearken, pay attention, or listening to hear the words of God. That's what they're. That's what they're. That's what they're on. You know. Hey, think about this. Uh, uh, you. I mean, if you drive, you see this. You'd be going down the highway, and there are. A policeman, officers, how how you want to say it, law enforcement, and they have a radar, and they're waiting for someone to go past their limit to activate that radar that says they're going seventy, they're going eighty, and the speed limit is seventy, and they jump, they become active. You see those lights behind you. Well, see, that is the way it actually that works both ways. There are angels waiting for you to say, "I'm blessed. I'm prosperous. I have. I'm surrounded by favor, by the stripes of Jesus." So they're ready to move. So you're saying, you know, money is coming to me left and right. I'm ever increasing. Those angels are ready to move on the, on the words. But now on the other hand, remember we're talking about the curse of the law, which falls under the curse of sickness and disease, lack, calamity, everything that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So now, on, like I said, the angels, they're waiting, listening for you to speak those words for them to jump on. Now we turn it over on this side with sickness and disease, the demonic world. They're waiting for you to say, man, I, man I'll never have enough money. So they're waiting to stop because God wants blessings are in the earth realm, but we have to obtain them. I say this, uh, you know, I've I, I ministered. Most women want to be married, and ministry in correctional institutions and in churches. 
it's the norm is for women to come up uh, and say, even mothers for their daughters, saying, you know, I want a good husband. I want a good. They say, I want a good husband for my son, my my wife. That's the norm. And and then normally after that, especially if if they seem like if they reached a certain age, uh, or or they've been looking for a while, they said there's no good men out there. And it was a process of, of, of the conversation. If it's 15 minutes, it's almost. It's just like I can't believe how many times they'll say, "There's no good men out there. There's no good men out there. There's no good men out there. There's no good men out there." Well. They're calling things that be not as though they were. So as much as God will have uh, be speaking to individuals, as much as the angels are trying to get uh, uh, a good, uh, a, a godly man to his person, they're saying that. So all of a sudden, these demons they get this person's attention and move them around it, and they be just looking. I mean, just virtually really looking at face at this person because God is trying to bless them. They move. The scripture says the scripture says that God, uh, uh, a man that finds a wife, King James says a good thing. But uh, I'll just say this: a man that finds a good wife finds a blessing. But yet that person, that woman, is having challenges, not because there's no good men in the world, but because they're saying there's no good men. So remember, we're talking about word. We're talking about being redeemed from the curse. We're talking about all. That we have room sanctification. Do you know your children? Sanctification means separation. Do you know because you're redeemed from the curse of law, you do not have to have rebellious children? I I know, and I think people they I know they didn't know. They said it. I said this. They said what I'm about to say, being ignorant of spiritual truths. They said to me, "Oh, you know, you gonna you gonna hit those terrible twos," and I said, "Oh no, I'm not. We're not gonna have no terrible twos. We're gonna have blessed twos. We're gonna have t- tremendous twos. Any kind of twos, but we ain't gonna have no no terrible twos." And then the same people came the next. They saw us next year. Uh, you gonna have some terrible threes? No, we're not gonna have no terrible ter- threes. And you gonna uh, then 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 it was so they were. I mean, every year it was like. They refuse to accept re- reality, truths of what the scripture says. The scripture says, think about it. The scripture says, great will be the peace of your children. Okay, how can my children be blessed? Because raise those children up in the way they go, and the way they depart, they shall not depart. Two books. Be you as a man, you should read both of them. And women, I'm gonna especially suggest that you read uh, uh, this book. But Dr. Miles Monroe, a great man, of, uh, I, who I consider to be a great man of God, has gone on. He wrote two books. One was called "The Purpose of Men and the Purpose of Woman," and he has some others. Well, see, if you don't know your purpose, how are you gonna fulfill your purpose? One of the things in prison many people asked us is what is their purpose? I can't tell you I can't tell them their purpose, but the Spirit of God can tell you their purpose. Notice this Bible gives us I call it a basic or general purpose. And so as I live this life out and yield myself to God, God will direct me and anyone else to their full purpose. My I started ministering. I didn't know that was my. I got born again. I didn't know that was my, uh, what my full purpose was. But I started working for the kingdom of God, and in the process, my full purpose came before me, which was to minister into Correctional Institute up to this time. So, your full purpose concerning being redeemed from the curse of law is in these pages. The fuller understanding. Of your purpose concerning being redeemed from the curse of law, being healed, is in these words. Turn to, uh, let me see. Turn to Deuteronomy twenty-eight forty-seven. Turn. 
28 28 let's make sure I said that right Deuteronomy 2847 okay I'm gonna make sure I'm at the right verse here 2847 Because this, this verse here causes many people to have challenges. Actually, I read this verse, but I also but before I saw this verse, because I was I was reading through the Bible, before I came to this verse, I had come across John 10 10, which says the thief comes but to steal, kill, and destroy. But this is Deuteronomy 28 chapter, the 47th verse. Because you serve not the Lord. Your God with joyness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of things. And it goes on and talks about the curse of the law. And 20 verse 40 verse says, Therefore shall you serve your enemies, which the Lord shall send against you in hunger and thirst and in nakedness and in want of all things. And he shall put a yoke of iron upon your neck until it destroys you. Now, let me share this with you. Um, when the King James Bibles was written, the Hebrew language was almost not spoken. And so uh, there are, and, and, and one of the things about the Hebrew language, the Hebrew language has causative verbs, I said causative words, and allowing verbs. Now this scripture here, as you read it, it would seem like God caused these things that come upon the nation of Israel. But if, if, especially if you have, if you can find it, uh, the, uh, you know, there's Young's Concordance, which has every word in the Bible, all the these dials it's well he's the author of hints and helps to Bible interpretation so one of the things about these translation here uh, when he translated this they rather than saying God will allow these things when you do wrong to come upon you it says God will put these things upon you but as I said think about it when if you if you the laws are there. The speed limit laws are there. Speed limit 70. You drive 80. The officer pulls you over. The reason he pulls you over is because you broke the law. Normally speaking, everything that equal, if the speed limit is 70 and you're doing 65, you will not be pulled over. So, if you read all of Deuteronomy, even normally this, uh, when it says that if you do these things, the curse, God will put the curse on you, it's not unusual for the second verse that says, now these things came upon you because you did this. So, I want you to know, you are redeemed from the curse of the law but that you have to resist the enemy remember also remember the scripture says my people are my people perish because of lack of knowledge so that if you don't have knowledge that you are redeemed from everything that comes to steal kill and destroy it will come upon you because the, the, the satanic the satanic kingdom is an outlaw ring. They are outlaws, which comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And so, it is my desire that you look at the scriptures. If nothing else, if you didn't pay any attention to what I said in your Bible, look at the scriptures. Maybe even get more than one translations and look and see what those scriptures say. And notice the who, what, when and where's 
the who, what, when, where's, and how that the scripture is talking about. And if nothing else, if you just if you haven't been saved long, if you never heard this, look and focus in on the letters that Paul wrote. Focus in on the ministry of Jesus. The scripture says that Jesus is the exact. Jesus is the exact image of God. So if I don't see Jesus putting sickness and disease upon a person, I'm gonna make it simple. If Jesus didn't put people, Jesus didn't put sickness and disease on people. Jesus is not gonna put sickness and disease on me. If if Jesus, if I don't see Jesus taking life. Like the, like the man said in my mother's funeral, the Lord giveth and Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I see Jesus raising people from the dead. I even see the prophets raising people from the dead. So, and and really, the moment you realize you are redeemed from the curse of law, and sickness and disease and poverty are under the curse. Faith will begin to rise up in you. And that and hope will begin to rise up in you. And as that hope increases and gives your faith a goal to go for, your faith will start to cause healing to be yours on an ever-increasing level. This is Brother Leroy saying once again, I love you. Most of all, God loves you. And that may you increase, may you purpose to increase more and more, you and your household, in Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>